Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 349. My name is John Morgan, and Cold Coffee mm-hmm. is with me. I don't know why I made my voice like that. It I just, don't know either. You started doing you're it, so it and made excited. me do it. You're so excited. I am that excited. That we're, that we're out and about. This, Where are we? This is the MMA Roadshow. This is what the MMA Roadshow was all about. You see, now that Cold Coffee has relocated to the south side of town. South side. Now, no longer do I have to go over to his house, and he doesn't want to get out. Now, he's we're in a pub. We're in Sierra Gold. And this is what the MMA Roadshow is supposed to be. This is supposed to be in a bar, drinking cold beer, drinking the frosty beverages, having extremely a, cold beer, t- ice on the top. It's like of an it. iceberg that comes in every beer. Shout out to Sierra Gold. Shout out to Sierra. Here's what we we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Let's tell you what's going to Pull back. Cold coffee is with me. Somebody else is with us as well. I don't know how much he's going to be here, <laughs> but hot tea. That is right. Oscar Willis from the World MMA Award nominated The Mac Life is with us as well. Oscar Willis, how you doing, sir? I'm good very much. And in fact, it is just, I believe, one week and two days before we finally see those awards come to fruition. Oh, I can't wait. At the ceremony where I'm sure you and I will both be I warming mean, our I, hands. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, you're probably locked for media source of the year, the Mac Life. One and I've got to think journalist of the year. I mean, I've pretty much got locked down as yeah. well. I mean, Listen, I think it's going to be a mutually beneficial night for both of us. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm sure. <laughs> I think the thing I'm really looking forward to is walking down the red carpet in a tuxedo, then getting to the Are end you going to wear a tuxedo? I'm going to wear a fucking tuxedo, baby. Come on. Did you wear one last time you went? No, I wasn't nominated last time. I didn't get, well, uh, also there was a pandemic. But I can't that. keep track. I feel like you were nominated before. <laughs> no, 2019 I was there. That was the time I snuck backstage and tried to steal one of the statues. Ah. So you've only been nominated once? Me personally, once. Has it been The Mac long? Life has been oh, twice. Oh, okay, the, okay. That's why I'm thinking this, because yeah, yeah. Mac Life. So yeah. I'm going to walk, okay. down the, walk down the red carpet. A friend of mine happens to be in town from the UK, so we're going to do it together. Then I'm going to get to the end of the carpet and then get my camera out and start interviewing the rest of the people. Are you really? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Wow. I do, well, I respect the hustle. All right, so let me. Let me. I said I was going to peel back the curtain. Here's what I want to say. The reason you may say, well, why are you guys all together right now? Why are you guys all together? The reason is that Cold Coffee and I got to watch an episode of Pub Life. Pub, pub, talk. pub talk. Pub talk. You bastard. <laughs> I mean, look, I blended them together. Pub talk uh, with with Oscar Willis and Dan Hooker, and we got to. And I just, I gotta say, man, you know, I've I've seen this concept and I've seen the video, and you guys have obviously been killing it. And I'm just, what I really want to do is just sit in. I'm like. A concept where you get together and you drink <laughs> frosty beverages and you talk about MMA. And I thought, my friend Oscar Willis has, has just struck upon genius here. And, and I really just kind of wanted to come soak it in, see how it was all done. Yeah. And really try to maybe get a little inspiration for, yeah. for some maybe concepts can I can do like moving that. forward. You know what I mean? Like I tell that. you, you know, until you mentioned it, I, I hadn't really thought about it. But I, I guess in a weird way, it's... it's Kind of similar to this, Jay. <laughs> well, I mean, I, extensive. There are some minor parallels <laughs> here and there. But no, I'll, I'll be uh, not to talk about pub talk too much. But I'll be honest. No, the, the whole way give it, it a plug. The whole way it happened was um, Dan and I get got on really well in, in Abu Dhabi. We did the twenty questions thing that I kind of do every now and again, and we got on. And I saw lots of people comment saying, "Oh, you guys have great chemistry." And I was like, "Well, I've always wanted to do a podcast or a show of some description." I was kind of thinking about who's the right person to have in mind because right. either, um, you know, all the fighters who are good at talking have podcasts or perhaps someone's fallen out with all those fighters so they wouldn't appear on my channel. Hey, you know, how we, would that happen? I don't know who that would be. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of like, well, I, I didn't know who. And then I thought I saw these comments saying, Dan, you have great chemistry. And I was like, well, sh- 
I'll ask Dan. And Dan being the kind of guy... And obviously him being stuck here in Las he Vegas, stuck in Vegas made, so it a, I, made so it a perfect time. So I actually said to him, I was like, you know, do you want to do a show? And he went, well, I've got fuck all else to do. And that was the end of that. That was a terrible Dan Hooker. That was like a, that was like my kind of... A, well, I apologize. <laughs> but then, that so, was actually Mark Hunt speaking about. Yeah, yeah. So then <laughs> originally, I actually... The original plan was to have it in a... Uh, in a podcast studio and then I was looking around in Vegas for podcast studios one happened to be owned by the Schmo Zone or, or was was held the Schmo Zone right. I thought well I don't want to use that one because then it will look like the same sort of podcast but I was, I was ringing around and to be honest they were just so expensive right. and I just thought you know I, did, I didn't want to put down the first one they wanted a $500 deposit you know oh wow and I just thought well considering it's a concept that we haven't even discussed yeah. it's me and him sitting down talking I don't know if I can make a profit for the company. Okay, but now let me let me let me ask you a question. In retrospect, now that I've seen the bar tab that you guys rack up while well, you're here, would it may have been a smarter <laughs> investment to just go ahead and pay for the space? <laughs> I think it would have been cheaper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. But but it just I I think I, I you know I tried to get it done and I I just completely underestimated how busy the podcast space is, uh, podcast space is, and so I I tried to org- oh it's for Thursday. Are you good for Thursday yet? And then I was like, well, I'll find somewhere and everyone's booked up. And then I thought about where can I get him? This place we're in right now is next to the Apex. Sierra Gold. Shout uh, out to the fine folks yeah. at Sierra Gold for just letting us basically be uh, yeah. an audio Take video studio, the, production yeah. studio. for. <laughs> so then I, I I asked them. They said yes. And then it became pub talk. It was never meant to be pub talk. Oh, it, so was ju- it was just a matter just of location. A, yeah. Wow. It was just meant to be a podcast. So kind of just turned out that way That's so I didn't awesome. necessarily rip you off entirely <laughs> it just happened to end I up I just happened like, to rip you off I didn't, ha- I didn't mean to rip you off we got there in the end but initially it wasn't a rip off no in fairness, in fairness you guys are doing a totally different thing I mean obviously I, I don't think we're the first people to ever have a frosty beverage and talk some mixed martial arts but you guys hey listen if anybody hasn't checked it out on, on YouTube I mean look you guys are uh, no holes barred man you get a, uh, you know I think we I think we told the line a little bit you know we, we try to keep it uh, yeah. a little bit wrapped around the mixed martial arts you guys just uh, you guys just go all off in there. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, get, it's getting worse every episode as well. But uh, I mean, part of that, I think, too, is because you guys are getting chummier. Yeah. Chummier, exactly. You guys are getting more at ease that you kind of you, – you're able to go further in the bucket, you know, and grab something out and because you know that he's going to – he just takes it in stride. He is literally probably one of the best guys you could have chose for it. I mean, we've said mm. that before time and time again. A lot of times, even when you get these fighters in an interview – or we're like, here, we want to do an idea with you. Just say this and do this and kind of jump into this role. And we expect them to be like stars in front of the, the camera. And that's not it's not easy for a lot of these athletes to do. And he does it so very, very well. And he does it at very at ease, you know. And you, you could tell that the camaraderie between the two yeah. of you it, makes it easier for him. It, it's, it's funny because anytime I'll praise Dan Hooker now, it's going to sound completely biased, right? But the fact of the matter is Dan and I do not talk until – he arrives yep. here. We put the mic on. That's the first time we talk. We don't talk afterwards. Um, so we actually don't really have that sense of... Uh, it's not. I, I wouldn't say he's like, we're friends. I think we're friendly and we, I really like the guy. But uh, it's not like we talk about each other's personal lives or right. anything like that. So it's funny because I remember the first couple of episodes, he did hold back on the drunk stories. And then I think <laughs> he got a bit more comfortable. And now after today, I think maybe... We should probably go back to the way we were the first thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's your preview for episode number four. I had to trim some things. Yeah. Anyway, thank you for the plug. Let's move on with the frosty beverage, the original. 
Ah, right, all right. good, man. All good. <laughs> Happy to see what you're doing. Yeah. In fact, it, it's a, it's a strange sight. Like we're the ones just kind of hanging out right now. Yeah. And Hati's the one over here grinding. He's actually he had to stop editing right there to actually just shout out for a little bit. So uh, props to what you guys are doing. Obviously, uh, maybe a new franchise that'll be around for the time being. So it's fun for us to hang out, man. It's it's good, dude. Look, the first week of you being on the south side and we're all hanging out together. Uh, I, I like. I told you you'd love this part of town. It is. It is. It's growing on me. Even last night, uh, driving down Rainbow and just seeing. Take. I had to like stop myself from staring off to the side to try to take in all the different places. Try to do a mental rolodex of oh, I want to go there. Oh, I want to go there. I, I, I to to peel the curtain. I've, I've eaten dinner at the same place three <laughs> nights in a row, and I'm not gonna lie. I might Bro, go back there Bro, you go to the later. same place all the time. How lame of you! I know. How how <laughs> ridiculous is that? If 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 anybody else did this, I would think, what's wrong with this person? Uh, you know, but you know, <laughs> I, I do. I'm my I Buffalo do. Wild Wings on the way home. Tonight. I, don't know, <laughs> I know you. Will. Every time I try to get Morgan to come out of the house, I'm like, hey, you can come by and swing by the house, and you know, you can always stop by B Dubs on the way home. Okay, I could do that. You could. That's basically what gets me to go out. I know, right? I honestly, every time uh, when I've been driving down the street, I, I, I last night or yesterday, I had a moment where I was like, I think I can move. Like to this area, I think I could stay in this you, area. South side, you know, because at some point I'm renting. But right now, I want to, you know, just down the line. At some point, I am going to try to buy. I'm going to do whatever. Of but course. it's like, I like this area. I do like this Tell area. Me. I mean, there's there's definitely pockets. I mean, like granted, the price in Vegas everywhere has blown up, and I've seen some really really nice houses it used over here. Used to be cheap here. to move here, and it's not. Yeah, anymore. I mean, even the place that I'm staying now. The, the value now from when these people bought it, it's it's almost tripled. It's amazing. You know, it's almost tripled. I've guaranteed they have. It's not like they added a nah. something in the backyard. Same or, thing or happened whatever, to Miles. Same thing know. happened to Miles. But uh, I do like I do like this area. So I, I will say uh, I, I am a, a proud new member to the south side of town. Not as far south as yours, <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm still in the outskirts. You're still I'm in five the outskirts. minutes further south. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but no, it is it is good. I am I am enjoying this, and I'm telling you, it doesn't hurt to be uh, four minutes from the apex. Not bad at all. We you just know. we just wrapped up media day, and uh, like I said, there's nothing wrong with the expansive grounds of the Costa Cold Coffee. I miss the staff over there. I nah, miss, well, you, you know, know, they've been transplanted. They're they're they're, they're slowly getting once boxes they get it all done, prepared. Done. I, I promised the staff. They asked me, said, "Look, don't come over until we've got it all done." <laughs> they're like. You know, uh, our boss wouldn't be happy if he That's knew true. that you saw the property when it wasn't in its full setting. It's got to so. be, be ship shape. And, and I told him, look, I am not going to risk your guys' positions <laughs> with cold coffee. I understand what a lucrative uh, career this is Highly working lucrative. underneath Kyle Highly Coffee. So, uh, I didn't want to do that. So, uh, <laughs> listen, uh, real quick, I mean, we won't spend too much time on it, but I did, I did have a uh, – I mean, I'm bothering hot tea again, but I did want to ask – uh, if everybody's Thanksgiving was good. And I did kind of wonder what it's like for Hati uh, to be a foreigner in a very completely American holiday. Like, what do you... What do, you, what do yeah. you do? What do you do on a, on a holiday that what literally did you do on if, like like literally has no meaning to you whatsoever? Well, I'm, I'm happy to tell you, as as a blissfully unaware foreigner, on Thanksgiving I d I did pub talk here, and then I thought I've got I've got a, I've got a weekend off. <laughs> I, I got, I've got a weekend off. I yep. can't believe it. <laughs> and it was the first time I think we've had a weekend off since. Oh yeah. When. It's forever. June? Yeah, and Maybe. you probably you might have covered a boxing event that week. I, honest, <laughs> honest to God, I think it's. I think it's, you probably did. Yeah, I, I, punishment. I don't remember the last time I had a Saturday off. So yeah. I just so that was Thursday. So I, I drank, and then mm -hmm. what'd you do Friday? 
Well, so so I went out until 7.30 a.m. on Thursday. Good night. Fell asleep, woke up at 4 p.m. on Friday oh, and thought, solid. well, we're here now. So I just carried on drinking yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, went to sleep again, similar sort of time. Woke up. Basically, rinse and repeat and this that. Saturday, <laughs> rin- rinse and repeat that. So I drank from, I, disgustingly rather, drank from Thursday to su- uh, to Monday morning. And uh, that is I mean, I'll be honest. Well, you look no that worse for wear. I'll be honest. I tell you what, it didn't feel fucking impressive on Monday, but I'll tell you now, I've had a few of these frosty beverages with the boys. I feel like maybe there's another one coming <laughs> up. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to there's no U- Yeah, there's yeah. no UFC t- uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow is a right. clean. It's like a day off. You know, listen, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, I don't want to, do, I, I want to keep the mood light and jovial. Yeah. We're recording a little bit early because Cold Coffee has uh, some family business yes, to tend to. And we'll just, we won't go too deep into that because I don't want to make you delve into it. But uh, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. You know, for, 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 you know, 349 consecutive Thursdays. Yeah. We've done the MMA Roadshow. But let's remember, 349 Thursdays ago, there was not early weigh-ins. No. I'm kind of thinking Wednesday nights might not be a bad alternative. Wrap up the media days, come over here. I mean, when it started, I mean, this was coming out later on Fridays. It was like Friday nights. Yes, because we we were sleeping in. Yeah. But then it was was just like, then we were like, okay, well, we have to get up. And I was like, well, then we justified and we said, well, our European folks, our people, and – Wherever in the world, you know, right. let's give it to our Australian people early. Right. Let's do all these things. Let's do it early. I have no problem switching it. It just makes for a long day, like if we have the media day. But honestly, it's not a big deal um, if we did because on some of these things, I mean, to give us our, I guess, our Thursdays sort of off yeah, or whatever. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not saying. Might be something to talk about. So, you know, if if you're a longtime listener to the MMA Roadshow and you want to chime in, hit me up on social media. If that would totally screw up your routine, let me know. Put it to a Patreon vote. Yeah, to be honest with you, that's the people that matter. Yeah. No disrespect to everybody else. You all matter. Everybody matters. If you listen, you all matter. But, I mean, the folks over at patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow, they're the one calling the shot. And, you know, they might want a little bit of space in between the full episode and the and a half episode that they're getting every Saturday night. You know, it'll give a little more space, a little more time for the episode to breathe. Don't forget, guys, press conferences are on Thursdays, though. Yeah, but, it's but, still, but still that but would just be press conference and then done. I mean, aren't we – I hate to say this. I'm not opposed. The press conferences have kind of lost – I love being there, but I feel like the value of what we get there is sometimes well, Especially when they still put on a media day and then they choose to put a, a – a, a, press conference. I mean, it's and one thing, I guess, the, if And that's they only hold the pay-per-view off. weeks. That's only the pay-per-view yeah. weeks. I think it depends, right, because there's for, – so, for example, next Thursday, we'll get Oliveira, Dustin Poirier's presser. If we had had Leon and Masvidal at that presser – That would be something. There's something. I think we can all be You're fair. expecting the fire from Oliveira and Poirier? We can, we, <laughs> yeah. I think we can assume that Dustin and Charles are going to be pretty, pretty be like, cordial. Can you believe that Charles Oliveira called Dustin Poirier's wife a bitch today at the press <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think we're going to get that. But but then for this every way, for, for the ones you get of those, every so often you get an Izzy Vittori. Oh, and yeah, I mean, those true. are absolute fucking gold. That is well, true. I mean, you never know. I mean, watch watch, watch old Charlie Oliveira pull something out of the hat and get a little, <laughs> get a little chippy this time around. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed. I mean, these guys. These as as cordial as they are, they are champions. They all it's want a, to it's win. It's an amazing you never fight. know what's going to come out. I think that fight is fantastic. I wait for that fight. You know, oh, I can't wait for that fight. I mean, it's one of those things that uh, 
both guys can be very, very cordial, but also, also both of them are, have the hearts of lions and both hearts of just what they've pushed through to get to this point. And if somebody just happens to say a little something, I think sometimes they they almost get a chip on their shoulder like, you know, hey, I'm, I'm being cordial. It doesn't mean I'm taking this guy lightly or right. that I'm, I'm going to go in there and not go hard on this guy. And I feel like sometimes every once in a while we'll get – somebody gets a little chippy because they're like – don't play me like I'm a nice guy. I mean, right, yes, right. I can be nice, Feel a little offended. but I'm not a nice guy. You, you know, know what? I, so, obviously, uh, you were helping tape um, Spinning Back Click this week, so you saw this discussion. And, Hati, if you can weigh on in this, uh, do. If not, I completely understand why. But here's what I want to throw out there, and, and we'll talk about this week's card, of course, because it's a damn good card. But I am so fired up by this lightweight uh, title fight next week at UFC 269. But, so, obviously, Conor McGregor said, look, when I come back, I'm fighting for the title. And I think we've all said, well – of course that is possible, Is whether you think he deserves it or not. He is Conor McGregor. He's the biggest star in the sport. And so we were talking about it on Spinning Back. Look, could that really happen, right? And I think everybody kind of leaned to the idea that – and it was my initial thought as well, right? If it's going to happen, it has to be because Dustin Poirier beats uh, Charlie Oliveira. That's got to be step number one, right? That's got to be step number one because you need the belt to be on Poirier to make the interest in the fight, right? But it did get me thinking a little bit as we were talking about it. Do you think maybe even Poirier's to a point where, like, Connor comes back and he almost wants to go, no, you're not calling the shots, bro. I'm not fighting you. I've already done everything you want to do. I'm not doing it. Would Connor almost be better off if Charles Oliveira wins the belt? Because Charles Oliveira has never taken – I mean, I'm sure this is going to be a nice paycheck with Poirier. Right. But he's never tasted money like that money that would come with Conor McGregor. And I wonder if Charles Oliveira would be like, I don't care if you're – 0 oh, and 10 in your last fights, bro. Do you want to fight for the lightweight title? Yes, sir. I will fight you right now. Yeah. I mean, I agree. If they put it up to the champ and let the champ actually decide, if Oliveira wins, Oliveira would never turn down that fight. Right. You know, but if 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 Dustin was able to get the belt and does get it, of course he's going to take that fight. You don't think he? You don't think he'd even? No. Maybe, just because I mean the dollar value. The dollar value is just different. As I, I, much as the bull crap that that that. A Connor fight week brings because the last Connor that we saw was just rude and it was just kind of right. a, a dick. It, it wasn't the cordial Connor. It wasn't the cordial Connor, which I, I really loved that fight week I know, as I much did as too. others maybe said whatever. I absolutely uh, I loved Connor that fight week. I thought it was fantastic. I loved the camaraderie. I loved that they're both doing the benefits and the charity and this and that. And then it went out and it was a good fight. Mm -hmm. And then this, then the second fight happened. It was all chippy and then he was all like, "I didn't lose. My leg broke." You know, which was just just so asinine. You know, like it doesn't matter. Nobody else has ever said, "Hey, I had a break." <laughs> well, you know, obviously at this point, you know, certain members at the table will disagree. I mean, but it's like we've never had other people ever, you know, blame a break and say, "No, my leg broke, but it wasn't because of you." You know, you're in a fight with somebody. Everything that happens against you is your opponent's. You know, right. is credit to your opponent. If you weren't in a fight. That leg wouldn't have broke. That ankle wouldn't have broke. Right. If, you, if, you, if you went in, just like we'd said before, if you knew you had possibility that you had breaks or if you had stress fractures or something, don't go in the fight or just be willing to accept whatever. Don't make any excuses after right. the fact. But as for Dustin's side, you that money's the best that's ever been for him. True. I mean, it would be, it would be like saying, yeah, you know, because uh, then at that point, I think there's still – But isn't that, wouldn't that be like a head. Dustin flex to be like – Dude, I mean, let's be real. I your game. But Connor, Connor was hitting him well. Don't, don't that was not like a one. That was not a one-sided fight by any means. Don't, don't you think a lot that of a lot of this there. answer comes in on when 
let's say Dustin. I assume Dustin's contract's pretty decent right now. I imagine I'm, so. I'm sure there was a lot of work to get there, but it's because I'm sure it's better. It's better, right? But I would imagine that when he gets, I let's say he's getting a slice of pay per view for this fight. I imagine. I imagine when he. I would imagine is. I imagine when you get the check for that one versus the check for the the what 1.7 and the the 1.5, 1.6, one before that. Compare that to. Uh, and I'm not like a pay-per-view expert here, but let's say, let's say, really, I think quite generously, this does 500k. I think that's pretty generous without Manzalo Edwards. If, if right. they'd got Hamza on it, I think it would have boosted it. But because that's a problem with like Nunes and Shevchenko title fights, yeah, right? Is that everybody just, thinks like, oh, just I don't want to have it. It's not going to draw it. So, I think you can maybe think like, oh, I don't need to fight that guy again. I'm calling the shots now. But when you get that check, and it's, I mean, probably a month. Probably multitude of millions different. Yeah, I think that probably would make you make uh, you, you make your next call pretty different. You, you don't know? need to uh, you don't need to prove your point at that at that yeah. point. Like, uh. well, it's just like, well, you know, I can prove it again. You know, <laughs> you know, you can feel the. You I, might feel but this is the last time, Connor. I'm yeah, just yeah. telling you, this is the last time. I don't know. And as as for Charles Oliveira, that's funny. I hadn't actually thought about what that would. Maybe because I'm picking points sure. in that fight. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I hadn't really thought about that. But man, I, again. Like Char know, Charles Oliveira is not going to say knows. you don't deserve it. Charles Oliveira is going to say, hey, come Connor to knows, Papa. Come to would Papa. would have to bring everything. I mean, like, e it'd be easy to say who would be the A side on that. But any promotion, any whatever, is it would be completely from Connor's side. Of course. Side. Yeah, but or at least if he's Dustin He's done it comes, before he did it with Aldo. And he did the best promotion that was I've ever Aldo, seen in my but life. But that was Aldo. Aldo brought eyeballs on his own. Like, Aldo eyeballs and Oliveira eyeballs are night and Dang. I think Aldo brought respect, I but think, I don't know that he but brought you, buys. You, 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 well, yeah, but you could argue this way. That. But I mean, like people, people wanted to see Connor go beat the guy that nobody could beat. But but you Oliver could, no, is no, not that dude. You could you could I also mean. argue now that Kenny's own uh, uh, Kenny's fucking Connor's own star power has now grown so much so that any sort of lesser thing that Aldo not involved has caused yeah. Connor's star power is tr I mean Connor's star power I, in fairness I, Kenny's star power has grown quite strong as well. I mean the guy is huge. I mean I was thinking this I was thinking this <laughs> earlier. I don't know why, but earlier today, don't underestimate it, man. Like, Canelo Alvarez just did the pay-per-view of his life against Caleb Plant with the UFC on the same night, and he did, I think, 800,000 right. buys. That's a lot of buys. Connor hasn't done under a million in, like, five years or something insane. Yeah. You know, he his his star power is rivaled. It's off, the, it's off the charts. Rivaled probably only by Floyd in, in combat sports, realistically. So I, I think don't underestimate just the attraction of let's get some people around and watch a Connor fight. You know, I yeah. think that's he's transcendent. No, I completely sports. agree. Listen, I know people think it's crazy, but I do. And see I know that's coming from me. No, all, of course, but but you're being honest with it. I mean, I, I know that people think it's crazy. I mean, look, there's a whole thing. If you if you want to say does his record deserve it? No, I'm I'm not going to support that and say that he deserves it. But is it completely possible that he walks back in and does it? Yeah. And again, I think the only we the only way it wouldn't is if the champion was just so steadfastly against it that whoever the champion was was like, absolutely not. There's no way that guy doesn't deserve it. But I, I definitely don't think Oliveira would do it, and I think you guys make a good case that, that Poirier wouldn't as well. So uh, we'll see how it plays out at USC 269. Hey, I do want to ask, did anybody else uh, – I know – I guess it sounds like uh, Hot T wasn't sober enough to do anything. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but did anybody else do the triad combat over the weekend? I did, did watch, watch it. it. Oh, you checked it out? I wasn't no, very sober not. while I was doing it, but I, <laughs> I did, did watch it. I did not. I did not. I saw. I, I saw uh, – no, I, the only clip I saw was the uh, the – the gif of uh, Frank Mir doing oh, the, wobbly the wobbly stanky no, the inventor said it's a gif. The inventor said, said it. The, the, the guy that made the platform says it's a gif. Well, yeah. I read that somewhere. I don't so give it's a clearly shit true. what he says. But it's I think like, it should yeah. be gif. 
It's I think not it should a GIF. be GIF. It's a GIF. It's a GIF. But so, so you do, so you do check that. Well, what, what did you? I don't want to spend a bunch of time on it, but I gotta say, and, okay, now twofold here. Uh, maybe it's the fact that I wasn't working it. Like I was literally just having frosty yeah, beverages I was, as I well. It either. So I wasn't having to report anything. I wasn't having to tweet. Like I was literally just watching. But I gotta be honest with you, I kind of enjoyed the show, man. I didn't hate it at all. Like I like, I think if like. If tonight I went home and there was a Triller Triad Combat on, is that Metallica right there? <laughs> yeah, I really it enough, Look, hey, thank you, Sierra Gold. The production value is amazing here. They're, they're throwing a little Metallica to go with this. Um, I don't know, man. I'll be honest with you. I enjoy the show. I, I Now, the second caveat being, I don't know how much longer they can do shows like that. I mean, I, I don't know how deep their pockets are. I, I don't know what their finances are or whatever. But, I mean, just from a tuning in and did I get my entertainment's value worth, I thought it was fun. I, I, again, I enjoyed it for what it is. I enjoyed it for the new concept that it is. Uh, and you kind of have to take that into consideration, right? It's not like a great sporting event that I'm watching. I'm not tuning in for the 100-meter gold. Here, right, you know? right, right, right. So I think if you go in there with that, like, just well, ha- I'm just here to watch the show, right? I've had a few beers, and I'm ready to watch someone get smacked up. I did think it was interesting. I, I thought it was interesting. I it's not quite the hybrid I think anyone really imagines when they think of MMA versus boxing as no. a hybrid. It's 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 really not that. It's 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 what it is. It's basically bare knuckle FC with right. gloves. That's yeah. basically what it is. The rules are the same: punch and you can clinch. Yeah. Uh, I thought Mike Perry did great. I thought that was an interesting MMA versus boxer fight where Mike Perry swarmed him, swarmed him, swarmed him, and at the end of the round, the boxer would land cleaner shots. Yeah, but yeah. Mike Perry did enough to win. Frank Mir versus a guy whose last fight was against. Uh, Anthony Joshua and I love Frank Muir yeah, half I mean, for a lo- long time that was that was bad matchmaking yeah I mean he last fought Joshua yeah and it wasn't that uncompetitive yep so that was that kind of ha- was was looked how I thought it was going to look and that sucked do I think it has legs no but Triller lasted longer than I thought they were going to anyway because apparently Ryan Kavanagh also not to go on a tangent Ryan Kavanagh's weird entire segment dedicated to Dana White that's bizarre. It's a bit That's ex-girlfriend bizarre. energy. I think here's here's what's going to – and you know what? I'll be honest with you. I, I have not followed Triller enough to know who's actually doing their matchmaking. Here's the thing is, if if you told me tomorrow, hey, guys, you guys are off. There's a you know, you're, uh, there's a Triller triad combat on, but it was names I didn't know. Like, yeah. I'm not attracted to the sport so much where I'm like, dude, i got to watch this concept. But they had – look, dude, I was excited to watch Tumanoff in there, man. I'm a big yeah. Tumanoff fan. That You know, they had in there – Mike Perry was a great name. Frank Mir was bad matchmaking, but he was there. Mitrione. Uh, I think they did a good job of getting the right names, right? So, like, if they could do that, I'd tune in again. But if it's if it's just, hey, we got this boxer against this dude off the streets or whatever, like, I'm not I'm not tuning in. I, I would argue this at this point. Triller's name in combat sports does more harm to tried combat than it does good. I know it's their mm. concept, but I think when you see Triller attached to anything, you think, oh, Bush League, insane, just crazy weird. Do we know who does the matchmaking? Like, who figures all their matchmaking out? I don't That's think I've ever heard it published or talked about. I, I, I mean, they're basically, even to this day, are they not something of a mystery and an anonymity? Like, they just show up, they pay, according to Frank Mir, exorbitant amounts of money for... What you had to assume must have hemorrhaged cash. Dude, it had to have. Like it has, it has to be money laundering. I'm just, I don't, I, like, I, I, don't, I don't know, like another way to say it, dude. Like, well, I don't know. I was reading an article about, and I'm not wishing bad things upon him. I'm just thinking, literally, as a businessman, you know, like think about what it costs to hire Metallica. Think of what it costs to get Globe I mean, Life Field. Think of what it costs. I'll tell you something funny. So when it was on, my mom was actually in town for Thanksgiving. So me and my mom were watching it. 
Um, my wife had a friend of hers over who brought a daughter. So we were just having like a little family gathering, kind of what was going on. But my wife's friend is, is actually hilarious. Her husband uh, and her own a company that is into production here in Las Vegas. Like they do like stage setups and special effects. And I was like, and I asked her, I was like, hey, what do you think? I was like, ballpark. What do you think that stage costs? I was like, I'm not asking what Metallica costs. I'm like, what do you think that stage and that lighting, just from what you're seeing right now? She was like, we could charge a half a million for that easy. And I'm like, a half a million just to set up the stage yeah. and the lighting and stuff, dude. Like, there's no way they can be making money. Well, I just, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand their obsession with Dana White specifically because it's a, again, they haven't done an MMA fight since they've been around, and all they target is the UFC and Dana. Is it just? Is it just them? copying the Jake Paul thing I mean not that Jake Paul only oh, talks he, about he Dana start, but Jake Paul right he's he had a lot them. of success I think there's a bit of that I think there's a bit of maybe I think there's maybe a bit of you know for like it or not maybe this is a controversial thing to say Dana is probably the one of the most famous and it's not controversial he is I, it may not be it may not people might popular, not like to hear yeah. it but, but it, Dana it, is one of the biggest stars in the history of mixed martial arts yeah or in combat sports in combat sports you know and it's harder to go after a Connor or a Nate who can ignore you Whereas Dana is, you know, not the hardest guy. Especially when he's got a guy like uh, Hattie to to make sure and poke him at the press conference. He's not the hardest guy to (laughs) to guide into saying something. I love love how he's always like, I didn't want to talk about this, but here we go. Well, I mean, the... the oh, look at that. The Beatles. Dude, production value. Now, now they, you know, they got a little ahead of the schedule. We weren't ready to segue into the uh, Beatles segment yet, but that is a fantastic <laughs> uh, documentary that's on Netflix right now. But anyway, continue, sir. Well, I just think I I don't know. And I, I do – Dana once said that, oh, they try and reach out all the time and I ignore them. I wonder if there's a bit of that because this Ryan Kavanagh guy, like his, uh, his energy does scream bitter X girlfriend mm, you know yeah he does seem very frustrated I, look, I think he's going to send out a press release saying that he's pregnant with Dana's baby <laughs> soon but I don't know look I want to be clear I'm not rooting against I, look I enjoyed the product and I'm not rooting against them I'm not sitting here saying uh, you know oh they're going to fail and why do this Dude, anything that's more opportunities for fighters to fight and get paid man Dude, Kevin I Lee, love it Kevin Lee said on Ariel Hawani show today that uh that Triller was one of the people interested in. I guarantee they'll pay him more than he's made in the UFC Absolutely. so far. That's guarantee that's, it. That's a good thing. I'm just literally looking at this as a, as you know, a business person who, in the past, has been in charge of P and Ls and just saying, I see no way they're profitable. But uh, you know, hey, I don't know what their model is, so uh, I don't know. I enjoyed the show. All right, look, this week we're covering UFC on ESPN 31, Font versus Aldo, and uh, guys, dude, I just want right off the top, man, the top two. I think this whole card is good, by the way. I'm really excited for this card. Uh, I'm, I'm not excited for the later. I've gotten spoiled by these early morning starts. I oh, like I these early morning starts. I, I like when we leave the apex and it's still daylight outside. I'm not going to lie. Maybe it's me getting old. Maybe it's me getting selfish. Then go have a Saturday night with my family. So I'm not excited about the time, but I'm excited about the card. And the top two fights especially, man, Rob Font versus Jose Aldo and Rafael Fazeev versus Brad Riddell. My goodness, man. Talk about some absolute spectacular bangers. Uh, I just – I don't see any way those two fights disappoint. Hopefully, I'm going to knock on some wood here at Sierra Gold as I say that. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm not spoiling anything, but I just don't see any way that those two fights aren't fun fights. Yeah, I mean, when you look at this card, again, this is another card that I, th- I remember overhearing somebody today that was just like, that's a really good card for an ESPN card. Like, they were due for good cards, and this is this is a really good one. I mean, those two fights that you mentioned, I mean, are good ones. I mean, uh, the Maki Patolo, Dusko, how do you say Todorovich? Like, that's a fun fight. Jake Matthews. Like, Jake Matthews, man, he's been around for a minute. Good oh, to see yeah, him. Man. I mean, 
now Jake Matthews, Jeremiah Wells, man. Uh, what's the deal with Cheyenne Bays? And why is it now okay. Vlismas? I'm going to be honest with you. I do not know. I don't know either. I don't know. And I don't – is it – I mean, she didn't show up to media day. We just wrapped media day. She wasn't yeah. part of it because she's on the preliminary card. Like, I, I'm, I'm – I'm excited for that fight you, as well. I mean – Is it – is that – all right, I'm just going to – is that appropriate to ask? Like, why did you change your name? Is that – I mean – It seems weird, right? Because it, it suggests that they're not together anymore. It does suggest – I don't but really it's like care. I saw some pictures. But, I mean, they were like – they were like that really – it was cool to see that you had to, a couple – a married couple that was going through, uh, and were both getting signed to the UFC at the same time. It's cool. So they no, brought it's a cool up. Story. They, made, they made it. They made it all about it. Look, you I, know? I think it's a fair question, especially since it's another UFC fighter. Like, if you're yeah. just asking somebody, "Did you get divorced?" Like, that's kind of like, "What are you asking me that for?" But it is another UFC fighter. But it does seem like a weird question to ask, right? Like, if she was at media day, I, I don't know that I would have said anything. I bet. I bet Amy probably would have. Maybe I would have said something just and try to find a polite way to say we noticed the name change. Is there a reason or a story yeah. behind it? You know. I don't know if, if anybody's seen. There is. It, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, not like we couldn't find out, but I guess I don't care enough to reach out. No, that I mean, much. I, I mean, if she's single, hey. <laughs> I know you're gonna, you had a really fit guy, but how about a not fit guy just to throw things? Just you know, throw it would really piss him off. <laughs> for the fat media guy. Um, You're but terrible. No, I mean, Alonzo Menafield, uh, William Knight. I mean, Dude, that's going to be That's going to be crazy. This card top to bottom, I mean, even when you go down to the very beginning, Lewis Smoke of Vince Morales. Bro, Mickey this, Gall and Alex Morano is second by the night? This whole card is sick. I love I mean, this like, fight. this card is I, so sick. I do love this card. I mean. Dude, Mano Cop and Shaga Samalugov, that's going to be a great fight. Say that again. Say that yeah, twice. I would like to say, say it that, again say because I didn't say it right. Shaga Samalugov. But, look, hey, the frosty beverage has been flowing. Look, I, I, you know. This card's dope. Top to bottom. I mean, like. Uh, I'll remind everybody, this came after an episode of Pub Talk, <laughs> which, by the way, I. Uh, I did not jump on, so if you, just in case you were, I, I you were almost about to be. I on thought that. about it. I thought about it, but I I do value my career. Yep. I need my <laughs> paycheck, and uh. <laughs> I mean, when you look at this card, the only thing that's missing to make this a pay per view caliber card is a title shot. If you, oh, dude, if you had a this is a pay per view. If you had a title fight, you could this absolutely is a make this a pay per view caliber card for sure. Absolutely. There's just no title. I completely agree. I mean, that's how good this card is. I mean, and maybe that's the whole idea for. ESPN, like there's, there's been all these fight nights and everything's been on ESPN Plus, ESPN Plus. But if there's going to be a, a level of a card, and there should be, I guess, some sort of a difference between what's on ESPN Plus and what's going to be on the main broadcast. Yep. I would think that the, the folks at ESPN, they're like, hey, you know, we're going to give you a platform. We're going to do whatever, put on the plus. Just give us fights. Give us fights. Right. But if they're going to go on ESPN proper where they know that everybody that has access to the ESPN channel is going to see. you got to bring the goods. This is a good. This you got to bring the goods. Fucking Perfect card. All right, so let's talk about Rob Vaughn versus Jose Aldo real quick. Um, love this fight. I think stylistically it's going to be an yeah. incredible fight. It's funny because it feels like – That's a change in the guard it card. Well, here's what's funny. Oh. That, you're so right about know. that. It is com absolutely a change in the guard, right? But that's what's crazy. So Rob Vaughn is the up-and-coming contender. Jose yep. Aldo, the champion that's been around forever and so ever. and all long. And Jose Aldo is like nine months older than Rob Vaughn. How ridiculous how is, that, is that? How is that possible? It doesn't make any sense because when you say that, you're like – Okay, it's not a changing of the guard, <laughs> you know, because you tend to think like, oh, the old, the old yeah. dog, and then you got the young, hungry lion, like everybody always says. But that's just crazy. I mean, like, it's the old dog and the old lion. I mean, but you can't, you can't, you can't, <laughs> but you can't take away uh, all those battles, all nah. that fighting. He might be not that far in age, but man, Jose's been doing this forever. Mm -hmm. I mean. 
But it, I, what I love about his mentality, outside the fact that he, I think he's hiding the fact that he understands English a lot better than most people do. Right. You were asking questions, and he was getting lots of recognition in his face. I was like, just, like, just speak it. Just talk to us. Talk to <laughs> us. Um, you know, this cat has been around so long, but I love the fact that he feels like he's been reinvigorated. You could see it in him. Yeah. He doesn't give that tired look. I've seen other fighters that are much younger that have less experience kind of have that whole like oh here it is another media day another whatever and yeah. they're just going through the motions and they just feel tired i don't get that when no, i look at alda right now you know you know it's funny and, and obviously we were going through a translator and and i, I wish it could be a direct but it's funny literally as i was driving in today to the usc apex i just had these like stark memories of 2009 when aldo was Headlining a WC for the first time. It was yeah. at the Palms. Uh, or at least say headlining in Vegas for the first time. I don't remember if it was his first headline or not. But it was his first time in Vegas headlining. It was at the Palms. WC. It was Mike Brown. And I, and I remember, man, I mean, 2009. So you're talking about 12 years ago. Yeah. This kid was, you know, this young, early 20-year-old phenom that was tearing things up. And, like, that's like – what, I mean, in fact, that's back when we used to call him Jose Aldo, and he didn't care. He was yeah. like, Jose is mine. And then we're yeah. like, we find out later, no, it's actually Jose. Jose. But we're like, he's like, Jose Aldo literally told me to my face, I was like, is it Jose or Jose? He's like, either one's fine. I was like, all right, well, Jose, because I've never heard Jose before. That's obviously changed in the years since. But I don't know, man, it brought back <laughs> these memories and like, and, I, and asking him, man, asking him about, you know, headlining and, dude, like the look in his eyes when he was like, talking about how seeing his name and the marquee in Vegas and and that's when you know you were finding out about you know his upbringing which I you know I don't even know if everybody realized like how humble his beginnings were of yeah. like sleeping in the gym at Novo and Yao and and like not having enough uh, f money to buy a meal so his training partners would buy like a meal for him so he could eat because he was just I mean I don't know it was just cool and it's not that like Jose Aldo <laughs> Jose yeah. Aldo hasn't like, – he brought me back. <laughs> it's not that Aldo hasn't been in big fights. Jose Young's Aldo? He's been in – yeah, exactly. Who's that guy? I've never heard of him. He's, 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 it's not that Aldo hasn't been in big fights, but I don't know. It's just the main event in Vegas. It's been a long time since he's been that, and it just it kind of brought back yeah. these vibes. But you're right. He still, feels, he still feels fresh. But to me, and I know this may sound weird because he's coming off some fights with some very tough guys, Munoz, Cheeto. He's coming off some – but I feel like – Saturday night, I'm going to have a very clear indicator of, of what Aldo has left in the tank because yeah. I just feel like all I feel like Aldo is going to be tested by Font maybe in a way that Cheeto and Munoz didn't. I feel like yeah. – because I'm going to be honest with you. Well, his size, Rob's size yes. as well. I mean, it's and something that's – And his output and his – I just – Yeah. I, I feel like I, – I, and I'm not trying to discount Aldo. I'm not, man. Yeah. He's an MMA legend. And, and, and But I feel like on Saturday night, I'm going to have a clear indicator. He, he still says, and I love what he said, right? He's talking about Glover to share it. He's like, look, if Glover just won at 42, he's like, I'm a baby in the yeah. sport, so I'm going to keep winning. That's true. Um, but I, I, I do feel <laughs> like Glover's I'm going to have an indicator. Reset, he, Glover's reset the whole game uh, yeah, at yeah. that point. And I love that every fighter is going to him as they should. I mean, like, Glover deserves all the credit and all the kudos and everything that he's getting right now, all the accolades for what he's done. I mean, he, he reset the whole clock yeah. for his career, and he reset the clock for a lot of these cats. Now, uh, I feel like with, with Jose, since at some point the days will be, will be over, but, I mean, for everybody that's listening to this is going to be diehards, and I'm sure everybody already yeah. has heard stories. 
the story, when people look at Jose, say there's a new person that's listening to this, and somebody says, looks at them and says, what's that scar on his face from? What's the story that you've heard? And, I'm, and I'll tell you if it's different than the story that I heard. The story that, if I, if I remember, it was he told us this directly yeah. at that same WC scrum. And I think it was, oh, I think it was Steve Cofield, uh, Vegas uh, kind of media legend that yeah, asked yeah, him yeah. about it. If, if I remember right, it was Steve Cofield that asked about it. And he said that when he was a kid, when he was like yep. a little kid, I believe the World Cup was on, and so nobody was paying attention, and he fell onto like a barbecue grill, basically yeah. that, that that burned. I had his heard face. that his sister, and I, I and and if somebody knows and can clear, I had I heard he his sister. Into a sister so I his heard, his, I heard right? his sister was holding him. Dro- yeah, dropped him, and then dropped him, and then he fell onto the, I the grill. That all three of us are like, yeah, well, you know, these new people won't know, and none of us really <laughs> actually but it's fucking thing, know. Like, but it's like we, it's a story that we've. How many things think do you t- hear I about? And then you think about it, and then you forget about it. And then you forget about about it. it. But, like, what I always remember was that his sister was holding him, and then that he uh, got dropped, and then his face hit the grill. (laughs) But, I mean, but the idea of him just falling into a grill on his own, unless it was, like, on the ground. No, I think his sister dropped him or something, if I remember that. Something along those lines. But I remember, I think it was Steve Cofield that asked him about that in that same scrum, man. It was. It was a cool scrum, man. It was like a really, like, God, 12 years. I don't know why I got those vibes when I came back. You know what else the other vibes I got? I miss the old, all those, all, I mean, uh, all the old uh, WEC stuff, the old pride shit. Like, it's so, it's you know, when you see, like, a lot of those old interviews, when you see these vets that we know now, but to see them, they were literally, like, they looked like little babies. They were yeah. so young and fresh. I get the same feel, feel when I walk down the, the, the hallway of the apex and you look at the old tough stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you actually stop to, like, walk and take your time and look at the photos of the fighters. It's amazing. They are babies. They're all young. Time castle. I mean, oh, it's, it is. It really, really is. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's amazing. And uh, But it's just one of those things, you know, should there not be a diehard that listens to this story, somebody's going to see Jose fight and be like, Wow, he's got a really strong scar, you know, or want to know more about these guys. But you're right, the upbringing that that Jose had. I mean, like most Brazilian fighters, the upbringing that most of them have, the UFC created a whole new way of life for them, you yeah. know. And then when some of them started get to see what how their life could change if they were able to get picked up by the UFC or some sort of fighting organization, it was all in at that point, you know. So a lot of these. That was the only way out. I mean, like, we've been to Brazil lots and lots of times, and you, you understand the struggle that's there, you know. Mm-hmm. You see street vendors. You're, you you see when you're pulled up to a stop sign and you see people just out there in the crazy heat trying to shuck and trying to sell these goods that you're like, nobody, does anybody ever really buy this shit? But they're out there still trying to sell these wares. And that's just trying to survive in those places. So when you see these cats that go through some of these hard times. And I mean, like we've been in some favelas in the favelas that we've been into almost, it's a lot nicer and it, yeah, yeah, than yeah. what these guys grew yeah. up in. Like, we, I mean, we, from, we, they took us to the parts that they were okay. That with they showing. were okay showing, yeah. you know, but when you, when you find out a lot of the other areas, when you, you talk about when, you know, the police, like, no, we don't go in those areas. They, yeah, the yeah. favelas take care of themselves. You're like, holy what? shit, that's hardcore. <laughs> so to hear that these cats go up in these sort of things and then uh, are able to make careers and let alone become these superstars. And when you go to Brazil and you see these cats walk the streets and see the admiration from the other Brazilians and other people for what their careers have went yeah. through, what they've been able to do, how they've been able to break out of the norm. It's it's just amazing. I mean, like, 
it's not the same when you see the same sort of thing here when you just see a guy and he's like, oh, you know, I, I was in suburbia, but then I became a movie star. You're like, bro, but you've never fucking struggled. <laughs> and then you see these cats that have, bro, have had the, the toughest. Bro, was I mean, I only had two private schools to choose from, you know. <laughs> like that, that that legendary promo from Chael Sonnen where oh, he's like, oh, they were God. twins and they only had one BMW. They had to share it. You know <laughs> what I mean? that like, car. <laughs> who gets to drive today? <laughs> so That was one of the greatest promos of all time. Hey, listen, one other thought I did have on Aldo. Uh, I and, and this is related to nothing, but it just crossed my mind today. And I think it was because I saw Danny Segura uh, tweet that clip of Aldo playing in a charity game, a charity soccer game recently uh, from years yeah. ago. But he recently tweeted, "I want to see Team Aldo versus Team Habib in like a fantasy cha oh, wow. charity like nah, soccer listen, game, dude." You can you can be as tough as you want. The Brazilians are going to have the Russians in soccer. Let's be honest. Uh, I yeah, know. Well, come on. Depends what squads they put together, but I'd love to see that. So, yeah. listen, big main event, uh, Rafael Fazee versus Brad Riddell, co-main event. Uh, bottom line, I'm just saying, like, I mean, Fireworks. banger. Like, right, this, this is – I mean, there's no way this fight sucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. There they, you go. That's that easy. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, they're not going to bother. Like, why go to the ground? Let's just settle this standing man-to-man. -man. Let's just right here. Let's just walk to the middle. Because there should be a little shit talking going on, and then there's just going to be other other buddies. Like, they're going to have a little fun with each other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you know, Fazee's going to talk a little bit. But that's the thing, too, you know, like when you know somebody that closely or even somewhat that closely, you know, but you've never went full all in. You know, I, I, it might have been one of those things that's in the back of your mind, like, you know, I've given you good. I've just never given you my best, right. you know. And there's going to be a moment where they both might want to just say, all right, well, let me feel your best, and I'm going to give you my best. Stand right there. I'm going to stand right here. Let's do this. You, you know? know? I mean, no no playing around. I mean, they do, do. Look, they both, they're both early in the career. They both had multiple fight of the night bonuses. Yeah. Like, I just don't see any way. And, again, I'm going to knock on wood here at Sierra yeah, Gold. We, we've ruined I just see like that no before. way that this fight sucks, <laughs> right? I, I just I think this is I think it's going to be the, I mean, the only thing would be is if they get too polite with each other and if they care too much about each other I that they actually can't go. I mean, we've seen – I mean, I feel like we've seen fighters before that – have always been they, – they didn't let it go into killer mode. They were like, I'm going to be better than you mode, but I'm not going to finish you. Like when we see guys – I swear we've seen guys, even when it you got have, to the ground and pound, they could have finished it, and they stop and they're like looking at the ref like, please, please tell me this is enough. Yeah, yeah. Please tell me enough because I'm not going to keep hitting them, you know. But and these guys kind of both said they kind of just lightly sparred in the gym. I, want, I bet they're both like, now nah, I'm ready to pull the trigger on you. I, I, nah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I've been high on physique for – for a long time dude there's just you know there's certain guys that when they come in they just have something about them that you mark them as okay there's talents and then there's oh this guy is one to watch so adrian yanez who fought yeah. two weeks yeah. ago I, as soon as i saw him we saw him on the contender series yeah. fact, fantastic man. as soon as i, I really saw him i was like wow this guy just something to the fluidity of their movements, and for me, Fazeev's has the same thing. Agreed. Do I think he can be champion? I don't know, but I mean, you're going to want to watch him fight every there's time. There's just fights. something special about the way he fights. And then it's funny because Riddell, he doesn't really give that to me, but actually, if you think about it, he he's a banger of a fighter too. I mean, it's almost a shame. I think you asked him earlier at Media Day about uh, it's not in front of a crowd, and neither of them I seem know. to really give a shit. But for dude. It would be like the crowd yeah. would be so. Well, into dude, Fizzy versus Bobby Green was off the fucking chain. Yes. like that was a great. I mean, God it, bless Bobby Green. It is a shame that this is at the apex. I'm just gonna say this is one of those fights that the crowd would just. Yeah, just do I it think next week. Be electric. Just put it on next uh, week. You know, just. I don't know. There's still time for COVID. No. <laughs> 
Oh. I'm looking forward to that one. All right, listen, uh, Clay Guida versus Leo Santos. Look, I know a lot of people are probably like, ah, so what? I'm excited for this. I'm kind of a, a, a grappling nerd. I love watching it. the wrestling of Clay Guida. First of all, let me just say, I'm a Clay Guida fan. I love that guy. That dude has been around forever. And uh, the I, only person to come to media and ask us how we would do it. You see, that's the kind of guy the Carpenter is, man. He's gonna do that for you. But I, I am interested. You know, he says, "Look, I'm not. I, I'm gonna wrestle, and I, you know, I don't care about Leo's jujitsu. Like, I can show him. But I mean, Clay's finally fighting somebody that's older than him, which is crazy. You know, Leo's just this insane high-level jujitsu. I'm, I, I'm excited about this one. So I think that's a good. But uh, Jimmy Crew versus Jamal Hill is an absolutely sick fight. Uh, I think it's kind of. Um, cruel matchmaking on if it's a, if it's a coincidence by the USC matchmakers it's a hell of a coincidence they're both coming off these bizarre injuries right crude of course with the with the foot injury and hill with the arm injury as well maybe it was a coincidence this got matched but take that aside that's just kind of the funny side of it but two young guys two two stud prospects two guys that um, I think are going to turn in uh, turn in a great fight and, and and I'm excited for this fight and I got even more excited about it when we when we talked to Jamal Hill today at Media Day. I, to me, I just got to say, one of the highlights uh, of the entire day, I loved um, how open he was. I love how honest he was. And um, I love how funny he was, to be honest with you. So uh, here was Jamal Hill. Jamal, good to see you again. I guess uh, we have to start with the arm update, right? I mean, uh, I guess it wasn't as bad as, as we first thought. Uh, what, what was the recovery like for you? Uh, yeah, no, it was uh – it was a dislocation. It was no breaks. It uh, kind of just popped clean out of the socket. Um, it's been it's been tough, you know. Um, anytime you coming from an injury, especially one like that, um, it's gonna it's gonna take some time. And uh, me not being used to dealing with injuries, being able to do whatever, whenever, you know, it was kind of hard for me. But um, I know I, I just put the work in here. Yeah, work and get back. Obviously, there's a physical recovery process, but I wonder, like that moment. I mean, mentally, was there like panic when you? I mean, were you seeing it all and seeing what we were seeing from the outside? Maybe like, oh my God, what am I gonna have here? Um, I don't know. It depends on how you were seeing it. <laughs> like what? Like I don't even from your perspective, it just looks. It, I was like, oh my gosh, there could be some real serious damage here. This guy might be out for a while. Uh, I thought it was broke. I thought it was broken. Just just based off of how it looked. Whenever it initially happened, I didn't know it happened. You know, um, cause just just like so, the the arm bar was tight. You know what I mean, he, was, he he pulled off a slit. You know what I mean, smooth. He got it in there. Um, but normally, I'm able to like kind of like like relax. You know, kind of use my my joint little little extra extension to my joints and things like that. And um, and and stacking, which is why whenever I came back up, if you noticed the part where people thought I was tapping, I was actually looking for my arm because normally my arm would be at a ninety degree angle. I haven't bent that is happening to me. And I'm able to stack him in and get out, but my my elbow gave, so and I didn't notice it. So like I'm reaching for my arm, and then I look, I'm like, oh shit, he still got it. I was like, that can't be good. So whenever he, I realized he still had it, and I was reaching for it, and it wasn't there. I'm like, eh, that's probably not good. Then um, he rolled over, and when he went for the triangle, I saw I saw it, and that's when it kind of looked like a line, almost like a just like where it was kind of not attached. Eh. Yeah, I don't know. It was weird. I was like, I was like, I seen that. It was first thing, first thing popped in my head was, he just break. Did he just break my arm? Oh, I gotta knock his ass out. <laughs> Wasn't no thing. Oh, the fight's over. None of that. It was that nine and one flashed in my head. It was like, oh hell no. So I, tried, <laughs> I tried to do what I could to get him out of there. 
That's awesome, man. Uh, all right, you know, obviously that was a heated buildup, right? I mean, all the any regrets? You know, I know you guys respect afterwards, and you know, kind of you know, hugged it out or whatever. But any regrets at like all the buildup and stuff before it? No, because I think it made for a good um, a good show. People like the people like the the face off. Like I even watched the like whenever I watched the face off video, I'm like, oh shit! I because like right there in the moment, I didn't feel the tension, but from that camera angle, like from you, you felt it. You know, um, and it was it was it was it was good. It was fun. You know, uh, but yeah, it was a good build up. It was, yeah, it was it was it was a good build up. But one thing though, like as far as the elbow goes, like earlier that day, I think it was oh yeah, earlier that day, my elbow was already kind of like feeling. It was feeling a little. It was feeling a little. It was feeling a little off. I had PT scheduled for my elbow, and then I overslept and missed my appointment. So I figured like ah, I should be good. I guess. Make sure I don't oversleep my PT no more. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, armbar defense is, is the lesson. But, I mean, any other, the, that first loss, right? Like, not fun, but that's why they say you learn lessons, right? I mean, did you take anything out of that that you're going to move forward with your career? Yeah. Don't uh, just – you can have the buildup. You can have all of that. But treat the fight as the fight. The fight is the fight. You know, um, don't, don't be too – and respect the fight. Respect the fight. Like, like it got to, it got so, it got so heated between me and Paul. Like, you know what I mean? I started losing respect for him. And in that sense, I just told this to DC. Um, in that sense, I lost respect for what he was capable of doing. You know, I, I could have kept it standing. That second take, that second pull down, he didn't pull me down. I went down with him. You know, um, it was just like, all right, now what are you going to do? You don't do that in a fight. It's not like, oh, this guy wants to punch me in the face. Hit me, bro. You're not going to do that. You know, I shouldn't have did that. Yeah. Man, I paid for it. Good lesson. Uh, all right, so you get a, uh, Jimmy Crute as, a, as the next opponent, right? Another highly talented guy, a lot of hype. So what did you think when this was the name that they gave you to, to match up with? I said, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Especially the fact he beat Paul Craig. You know what I mean? The fact that he beat Paul Craig, the fact that he submitted Paul Craig, that offers a lot to me, for me, as a test, for me and to me. So, And I want that. I want that back. Is it a bit of a cruel matchmaking? You know, he had the weird injury with his foot as well. You had the weird injury with your elbow. I think they set us up for the mean business. Yeah, I think they set us up for the mean business. I, oh, trust me, I don't, I don't seen it all. The arm versus the leg. The uh, okay, like uh, I think I seen a like a Thanksgiving Day meme. It was like somebody passed me a, a wing and somebody passed me. So I've seen all types of shit. Like like the internet is undefeated for a reason. But yeah, definitely though, they definitely they definitely have to do us like that. <laughs> uh, talk about your preparation, man. Obviously, you had to get past the arm, but I know it seemed like you, you had some losses in your family and friends. That you had a foot injury. I mean, has this been a, a tough training camp for you? It has. Um, yeah, has physically, emotionally. Yeah. Was there ever any thought of not, you know, of pulling out and just saying maybe this isn't the right time? Nah, that's not a, that's not an option for me. You know, I got a family to feed. You know, so. It is what it is. I got to I gotta do what I got to deal with, and I got to do what I got to do, you know. But, uh, yeah, I definitely – it's definitely been – it's definitely been one of those emotionally type things, just one thing after another, you know. But I'm here, and I'm ready to go. Nice. Last thing for me, I guess, with that said, what's the goal here, man? I mean, obviously you want to win, but do you feel like you got to prove something or, like, get some of that hype back or anything like that, or is it just getting the W? That was what I learned in my last fight. People keep asking me what I learned in my last fight. I have nothing to prove. I'm not – I'm not – I don't have to prove. I just, I'm not obligated to show people 
this and that. The only thing I'm obligated to show is myself and what I can do. And if me being me <laughs> ain't good enough, it is what the fuck it is. Yeah, man. I'm just curious, after the last fight, how exactly did the beef get squashed? How did it come that you guys started getting back on better terms and were able to talk it out? Well, uh, the, uh, as far as that, with, with Paul Craig, um, honestly, I can say it happened with Paul being Paul. You know, um, after the whole thing downstairs, you know, uh, the whole, even that, the whole thing where, uh, before when we got into it at the post thing, that was just a me, me, me approaching you, you know what I mean? Letting you know, like, hey, yo, you, you, you dealing with a real one. You know what I'm saying? Like, like all that other, which later turned out to be shit that he didn't even know was said. You know what I'm saying? Which, cause I looked at it like, oh, he's commenting on the post. This person said it. So he had to have saw it. He just condoned it. Just, it, just, just thing, you know, thing, mistakes on my part, you know, but, um, after like, I'm watching his interviews. I'm like, this damn, this is actually a good dude. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, by the time we were in the cage, we were standing in the cage. I'm standing across. I'm like, I really don't dislike this dude. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, all right, fuck it. We all, we, we're all in on it now. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, but, uh, after, after, it still could have still been that way. But after he did his, he, you know I mean, he got up, he won, he took his lap, you know what I mean? Took his victory lap and he came, he came up to me and he, 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 over my ears, he said, hey, I don't know what was said, but I'm a good person. I respect you. I have nothing but love for you. You know what I mean? He showed me the type of man that he was. So it was only right for me to show that same man in return because that's truly who, that's truly how I like to be and how I feel people should interact with each other. So after that, I'm like, damn, all right, bro. Appreciate you. Respect. You know what I mean? I stood up, made sure I stood there while he got his hand raised, went back, handled what I needed to handle. So... I got done, right, at the hospital. I'm like, all right, cool, we get there. They're like, oh, we're gonna put it back in place. We're gonna get, we're gonna sedate you. So I got the, I got that or whatever, look up. Coach tapped me like, hey, are we leaving? We out. So we leave, we go get in the car, get back to the hotel, pull up to the hotel. Paul Craig's the first person I see. Paul Craig's the first person I see whenever, uh, whenever I pull up to the hotel. And he just walks up to me with a beer. <laughs> he walks up to me with a beer, like here. He's like, and that's when he the the whole the racist comments or whatever that were said and things. He had no idea about those. Then I seen whenever he found out about it, whenever they said something, and it was like, oh shit. Like, you know, from from there we talked, chopped it up, you know, let me buy you a beer. He told me I don't pay for beer, I don't pay for nothing. And he proceeded to get me drunk as hell the rest of the night. You know what I'm saying? So hey, we we turned up, you know what I mean? It was fun. You know, Paul got some moves too. I was about to say, what's that? Some moves. He been working on the jujitsu thing. He got a little, you know, he can he can come to the barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Thank you. All right, so with Jamal Hill, guys. Uh, look, I, I, I'm a Jamal? fan. <laughs> Don't ever say Don't that, Tom Jamahal. He, he will let you know <laughs> that that is let not you his know name. That, that was uh, not but no, it. you know, Lipman. Not, not to say that I wasn't high on the guy's talents or whatever before, yeah. but just as a person now, I'm I, I'm, I'm a super fan. fan yeah. Because I will say, and, and, and uh, look, probably part of it is like we all know what a good dude Paul Craig is because we've yeah. known him for years, or whatever. But the energy before that last fight, it did feel like Jamal was just like really like I'm selling this. I'm gonna be. I was like, bro, it's kind of unnecessary, you know. But I love the fact that he stood behind it. He said, look, no regrets, yep. but I learned a lesson. That's why I said insightful. It's because he's – dude, he's dead on right there. Yep. All the pre-fight stuff, everything that you do, it's fine. That's what we're looking for, right? Everybody likes that. But once you step in there, 
you better remember that you were selling something. Put yeah. that aside. You you don't you know you you start thinking the guy's no good, especially. I mean, look honestly, anybody in the UFC is damn good and dangerous, and if you slip up, you're gonna make a mistake. Yeah. But you know, and he kind of said, look, I I I I had kind of slept on Paul Craig a little bit. At that point, I was kind of believing the own height. He didn't say it that way, but I think that's what he means. And you can't do that. And um, I love the fact that he said that when I saw my arm was broken. Uh, I knew I had to knock him out because I know if I saw my arm broken, I would say I know that somebody needs to come in and help me yeah. right now and <laughs> help get me, me out, out of here. But I, I just, I don't know, to, to me, man, that interview today was phenomenal. Yeah, and I, I just like the idea, too, of when he was like, uh, you could you could say what you need to say and you could do this, 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 but if you come up to me after the fact and you just say, hey, you know, I apologize for this, 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 this was whatever, he's like, you will have my respect. You know, I might not like you the most, but, you know, if you say, hey, I was just doing whatever – I will respect you as a man for coming to say you apologize or do whatever, you know. Um, I just – I liked every – I liked his, his attitude about all that sort of thing. And then when he talked about how they got together after the fact, that's the shit that we love. I mean, love I mean it. just oh. like when fighters fight that's and, the and they have the a dog fight. Love, man. And then they get together and like, bro, let's go have a fucking beer or whatever. I love that he was like – Paul's like, you will not buy a beer tonight. You will, you will not pay for that, anything. That truly is what I love about the sport. Oh, going so there, good. That, that literally is it in I a mean, nutshell. i got to be honest. I kind of enjoyed the, the thing that some people would miss out of when he's like, he's invited to the barbecue because of his <laughs> Yes. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, great moves. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, like, I'm getting goosebumps now thinking about it. Like, that was like, that's the shit you want to hear. Yep. You want to see them go out and perform as hard as they're going to go and do whatever, but then have the respect regardless if they talk the shit that they need to talk, but if they can come back, mano y mano, come back and say, you know, this was what I was doing, this is what I was doing, but hey, bro, let fucking all, whatever, that's the past. Let's go have some beers. Let's go dance. Let's go do whatever, and they have a good time, and I loved his attitude after yep. that. I mean, like, he's a, he's kind of got that scary edge to him, like mm -hmm. Jamal. He, he's kind of got that thing where it's like, I know if you piss him off, he, he doesn't look like he's going to let go of that grudge. No. But I like the fact that he's like, well, you know, if you're going to say something that's pissed me off, come apologize like a man, and then we good again. Yep. You know, like, I love and it. I think that's what anybody should be like. Last thing I'll touch on with Jamal. So uh, you heard there, I, I touched on it a little bit, and obviously it's audio. I think if you watch the video, you'll see a, a little more clear. Um, Jamal's had uh, a friend die, a training partner die, uh, a former coach die. Um, yeah, in in this buildup, and so I touched on that a little bit, and, and you could see him kind of break a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you almost and, did. And I, I kind of, I don't know. I guess, and, and I don't know. I guess you can argue as a journalist, oh, maybe you should have set him up there and break down. But I, I could just see it, and I was like, no, nah, let's let's move forward. He you said, read the room. He you, said it's you tough. Read the moment. He said it's tough. Let's yeah. go. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, if he is victorious. Um, you know, what kind he of says after where the fact. Are. Now. He's got a tough assignment in Jimmy Crute and uh, love Jimmy Crute as well, man. I, you know what's funny is I started to ask you uh, a hot tea about this. And I don't know if you – you know, there was one day in uh, Abu Dhabi on Fight Island where we ran into Jimmy Crute on the beach. And I think that was the first time I'd ever shook his hand. That dude has, like, Shane Carwin hands, dude. That it is big. That big. Oh, my God, dude. I was just like – it just – like, it was so – it stood out to me. Like – I've shaken a lot of people's hands in my life. There's very few times. <laughs> that's very few one time. way I put no, it. I mean, that's, how COVID, that's how COVID happened. <laughs> yeah, until COVID <laughs> happened. Yeah. But there's there's very few times where I've like just been like, holy shit. And Shane Carwin's like one of those guys. You know, Brock Lesnar was yeah. one of the Shane Carwin. Jimmy Crute at his size has like Shane Carwin hands. That dude is, uh, that dude is literally throwing slant hammers. <laughs> it takes a lot of soap to clean <laughs> <laughs>
so ridiculous. Okay. Yeah, you can tell that we've done two shows back to back here. Um, <laughs> no, listen. Uh, all right, so listen. We talked about all the the uh, great things of people, uh, you know, moving on, letting bygones be bygones, coming together and yes. sharing a cold beer. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you the opposite side of that, and that would be from Brendan Allen, who uh, – Brendan Allen has had quite the buildup, right? He's had multiple changes in opponents. He's finally getting up with Chris Curtis, who obviously Chris Curtis, man, um, had, well, quite the story that he's had as of late, you know, the – the, the funny, uh, you know, USC debut. In fact, Chris Curtis wasn't even there at Media Day today because he's still uh, in the COVID protocol. He's such a late replacement yeah. that he hasn't cleared the COVID quarantine by the time we did Media Day. So we only got to talk to Brendan Allen. You have so, to you have to make sure you have to tell him to go see the video because we saw some wonderful mullets and Brendan Allen was sporting uh, the stash from hell. Root and Allen both had amazing Ooh, mullets. Allen amazing had amazing mullets. Head. In fact, I actually opened the interview talking about a suit, which probably doesn't translate very well for audio. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we'll you should go. You should go look at him. Just, just for the, the just for the, the the just for the suit and just for the the, the mullets. So so what I want you to do as you're listening <laughs> to this interview is I want you to follow I love them. <laughs> I want you to follow. Uh, the path of Brendan Allen, this up-and-coming contender, uh, this you know, uh, you know, young prospect that looks like has a bright future ahead. As we talk about his journey and his in his build-up, and then notice the moment that we we just mentioned the name Sean Strickland, and uh, and, and the yeah. entire mood changes, and then Brendan Allen delivers one of I mean. That's that's a top. That was the mullet that's speaking a top at that point. That was just the mullet. The, and the mullet stash. delivers. A, the stash delivers a top promo of all time. He literally. I don't I'm, even know if his lips were moving. It was just the stash. Moving. Brendan Allen earned my sixty dollars. That was pretty for awesome. the rematch. And uh, yeah, just uh, I don't want to run. Listen, listen for yourself. Here's Brendan Allen. I feel like uh, you know we'll talk about fighting, but we're gonna start with the suit. I mean that's that's a sharp look there. Ste stepping the game up for media day these days. Thank you, man. I'm trying to uh, be a little bit better, a little bit smoother. Thank you to Mark Russell, Custom Clothing, man. He's the he's the best, That's best awesome. in the game. That's awesome, man. Well, let's talk about how you're feeling at this point. I mean, uh, are you feeling good about the fight happening on Saturday? Are you a little bit worried that uh, another opponent change or something crazy could happen on the way? I'm just happy to be fighting at this point, um, ready to get the rest of the job done, cut the weight, make the weight, rehydrate, and um, just fight and go home. That's kind of my thing. I'm just ready to do it. What if they came to you tomorrow and they're like, hey, we got some bad news. Chris is out, but we've got another guy. We've got another opponent. The next opponent would be in. Uh, at this time, for me, I'm pretty, <clears throat> excuse me, simple. When it gets to this point, I've invested so much money into the camp, into myself, into being away from my family, whatever the case may be. I have to fight. There's no, um, oh, I can take a little break. Financially, I have to fight. At this point in my life, that's where it is. And um, I still feel I'm the best in the world, so I should be able to beat anybody. So that's why I'm here to fight, and that doesn't change. Yeah, definitely a solid attitude. Is it challenging to to keep that attitude? You know what I mean? Is it difficult to be like, oh, now we gotta prepare for another guy, prepare for another style, whatever the case may be? Sometimes, sometimes it is. But then at the end of the day, I just try to remind myself, especially if I have my my kids around, that it's like it's for them at the end of the day. It's for my children. They gotta eat. My wife's got to eat, so I got to eat. So um, this is what I do. I fight. Uh, I'm not bad at it. So, And as I said, I feel I'm the best, so I should be able to beat anybody in the world, especially when I have a camp. No matter who I'm training for, I'm in shape. I'm ready to go. Everything's sharp, so I should be able to make the adjustments if I have to and get the W. 
Chris is a guy that's obviously been around for a long time. So uh, when they came to you with the name, were, I mean, were you familiar with his body of work, with his, with his style, all that? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, he fought my teammate last, um, fought on other teammates before, friends of mine before. So definitely I knew who he was and um, excited for it. Yeah. He's super experienced, right? But, I mean, is there anything that he does in particular that you look at and say, man, we're, we're, this is a trouble spot. we got to stay away here. we got to be aware. Not really. I feel like I do everything better than him. Obviously, there's, like everyone else, you have to be cautious. Everyone has a puncher's chance. And um, I feel pretty tough with any punch that I see coming, but still, you never know. So, obviously, the goal is just to make him miss and make him pay for that and go from there. Win here, you'd have a nice winning streak. Of course, the person you had a setback to is at the top of the division now, right now. So, I mean, you pick up a win here. Do you feel like it's time for you to start getting some recognition that maybe you aren't? I mean, do you feel like maybe you're not getting the respect you deserve at this point? I mean, it, I felt like it's kind of been like that kind of like my whole career. I've had some stumbles when I was younger and um, right in front of the bosses. So um, I've had to earn my way back. But looking back now, I wouldn't change it. It, it made me how I am today, who I am today. So it's it was necessary per se. And... I guess you could say I'm happy it happened, but um, I I feel like there's really nothing that I haven't seen, nothing that I haven't been a part of. So I'm comfortable everywhere. I feel I'm good everywhere, mentally, physically. Uh, I'm just uh, different, and it's still changing. It's still I'm still evolving. I'm still getting better, and uh, I turned 26 at the end of this month. So you know, still a lot more to go, and. Um, I don't feel like these guys – I feel I'm cut from a different cloth. I feel like I'm just built different. And um, I feel that way, especially fight night. I feel invincible, especially in the back. I, I feel invincible. And um, that's a feeling that I felt these last two fights. And, you know, they went how they went. And um, obviously my goal is just to get that one f loss back in the UFC. That's the only one that really just sticks right in my side. <laughs> Do you keep chasing that one? I mean, do you just have to just like hope it happens, or do you keep calling the guy out and hoping that he'll he'll take it again? Well, I think we all know here he's not going to take it again. Which you know, if I'm being a businessman, okay, um, it doesn't make sense right now. Eventually, the fight will make sense. And um, I don't know, man. He's a, he's a big talker, but it's to me it's a facade. And um, I just I don't like him. I don't like him as a person. I don't care for him. And um, I think that's what makes it real rough. And then it's just the fact that, like, like I don't care what most people say, but some people are like, man, and when you hear it over and over, it's like you got your ass beat. I don't know what fight you watched, but I won that first round. Like, okay, judges may give it to him off of a, a takedown, but he if you go back and really watch the fight, he didn't hit me. Like, there was one one that he busted my lip when I stepped in on a jab with the last 20 seconds. Other than that, I parried his right hand the whole time and it just gave me a brush burn he was the one bleeding he couldn't really walk like uh, it is what it is but I can't think of that you know eventually it'll make sense and um, that's what I'm focused on is just me continuing to grow get better and eventually it'll make sense and when that time comes I promise I'll I'll make uh, I'll make headlines so let's say you win here UFC comes to you and says, you're not going to believe this. We either got a title fight for you or we got Sean. It pays the same. It's the same. Sean. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for half the money. <laughs> I don't, the money's not the problem. Like, um, I'll, I, like when we heard uh, Strickland pulled out, I, I literally text Mick and was like, I'll fight him and still fight Brad the next month. I don't care. 
it doesn't matter to me. Like at the end of the day, I'm a man first. And when you disrespect me as a man, okay, well, unless we have a contract, keep the same energy out here. Like, don't tell me you're building um, hype or you're doing this, or you're doing that. At the end of the day, I'm a man. I'm not going to disrespect you as a man unless I really want to fight you. If I really want to fight you and I really want to hurt you, I'm going to disrespect you as a man. That's just, um, I don't talk about people's families. I don't talk about their religion. You know, I don't talk about those things. Those, to me, those things are off, off limits unless you really have a problem. And he crossed those lines. And I feel like he's crossed those lines for many other people. Um, but for me, I'm just, like I said, I'm different. I, I feel like I'm, I was raised from a old, my father's real old school and real Southern and he rubs off on me, I guess. I guess that's where I get it from. But I feel that way. Like what I say in these interviews, what I say to anyone, I mean that. It's not me talking shit. I don't, I'm not talking shit. That's what I believe. At least at that moment, I believe that. Could it change? Of course. If he come up to me and said, I, I apologize for what I said about your kid, um, things like that. The beef is squashed. Do I have respect for him? I have more because you come up to me as a man and apologize. But I don't have like the ultimate respect for you at that point. But I have more respect and the beef is squashed at that point. Do I want to fight you again? Of course. But it's not like it is right now where it's like if I see you and you say something kind of reckless to me, we're fighting. Or if you even give me a look, we're fighting. And I don't care about the, the repercussions. I don't care about the penalties. I don't, I don't care about none of that. It's, it's not about that to me. That's just how I am. I, I, at some points, I wear my emotions on my sleeves when you talk about certain things to me. So that's just how I am. It is what it is. I'm, I'm me. I don't change for nobody. Well, you've convinced me. I want to see this rematch now. We need to get it done. Uh, obviously, right now, though, you got Chris. Uh, so last thing I'll ask, I mean, you know, obviously the goal is a victory. But, I mean, do you feel like you need to make some kind of statement, you know, do show the world something, like get disrespect that's kind of eluded you a little bit? No, man, I don't really care. You know, I, I feel like I'm a top 10 guy. I've tried to get top 10 guys. I've, tried, I've had two opportunities at top 15 be taken from me from something outside of my control. And, um, you know, at this point, it is what it is. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm not going out here to prove something. I'm going out here to win. I'm going out here to get two checks and finish you. I, I'm coming to finish every time. And um, if as long as I get this win like I plan to, you know, um, you know, I hope to see Darren Till next year. That's that's the one I'd, I'd really like. So that's my plan. But obviously my plans don't mean really too much if they don't line up with, you know, the matchmaking. So hopefully that's in the cards. Like I said, I've, I've been right there at top 15. I've beat really good guys. I've beat the toughest guys that I could get my hands on. And um, I don't see why not, you know, to me, but it's not up to me. All right, so it was, uh, to be clear, Kokavi, it was not Brendan Allen. It was, the, it was the stash, or was it the mullet, or were they working in tandem in to deliver tandem. that rope? Working it in was tandem. in tandem. It was like arms and legs. <laughs> it's like the arms and legs just working together. <laughs> the lips were just following along. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just imagining like a cartoon character, <laughs> literally just like a, a mullet and a stash. But no, listen, listen I'm going to be honest with you. Dude, I, I'll be honest with you. So I often feel bad about even bringing up the name Sean Strickland in front of Brendan Allen because like I'm like, Dude, you have to be tired of it. You have to be like, stop asking me this question. No, he's not tired about it. He's not tired about it. Yep. He uh, wants to make that fight happen. And I'm telling you, uh, cut promos like that. Talk, you, know, say, and, you know, I shouldn't even say cut promos because exactly what he said. I'm just being real and I'm telling you the way I feel. Yep. And, and I think maybe that's why I'm so like I want to see this fight because it's not a promo. It's not just – it's yeah. like – 
dude, when you talk like that, I, I want to see you two guys throw hands. Yeah, I think that's the difference. I think we, we throw out that term a lot because we're like, oh, cut a promo when the guy's just like, I'm going to say what you need to get the clicks or whatever. Right. But then there's something different. The guy's like, no, I, I, I want that back. I want that back. I want that fight. You could take half the damn paycheck. Like, just make it happen. Like He didn't even let me finish the question. I know. He's like, oh, no, no. He was, he was Sean. pumped. I want, I want Sean. And there's something different. You know, when that when you think – and, and, and there's nothing wrong with, like, what we say, oh, he's cutting a promo. He's saying he's saying all the things we want to hear. And then there was that, that, that time when you see it and we're just like, wow, there was some real – there's real – there's something real nasty and simmering under the surface just ready to explode. That's not even under the surface. He was just full on. <laughs> that was lava overflowing. On, that was lava overflowing. Like, it, it, it had already exploded or something. But, yeah, I mean, that is – that's fantastic. I mean – and and good for him. I mean, like that's the one he wants. And if he's like, I love that. Was it you that asked that what what he wanted more, a title or that? Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. That he wouldn't even let me finish the question. How crazy, Sean? <laughs> yeah, Sean. Sean. <laughs> and that's and that and that just goes something. I mean, like we that's uh, we, uh, so many times we have these fighters, you know, where it's like they have these records, and we think that obviously the titles, this and that, and like it would be stupid for us to think that they would want anything else but a title shot. He's like, nope. No, this shit is real and personal. This is real. These are real emotions. Like, the emotions that these guys have to – I can only imagine going into these fights and what you have to put yourself into. And then when something doesn't go the way you want it to, you're willing to give up everything to get yeah. that back. And this is the case of that where he's like, I don't care about the goal that I've been working towards. I want this more. That's intense. I want to hurt this person. That's intense. <laughs> That's intense. I'm down for that. Uh, main card kicks off with Brian Barberina versus Darian Weeks. By the way, That's cool. we also didn't get to see Darian Weeks no. either. He's also still in COVID-19 protocol, so he wasn't there for media day. Uh, we did get to speak to Brian Barberina, who, of course, uh, is always fantastic. He's and good, uh, dude. Uh, I just uh, I love talking to that guy. So listen, you didn't I'm bring up you, his nails. I, I know. Well, I, I can't they go were back to the well every time. That's true. Can't, That's can't go true. back to the well. We've, we've told the story. His daughter picks out his nail colors. Love That's it. cool. They're fun. But, uh, I, I feel like we shouldn't go back there every time. All right. Uh, listen, I think it's going to be a good card. I think it's going to be fun. Uh, definitely worth checking out so uh you know we'll be there uh, actually i'll be I, there I you will not i'll be in the be. back yeah so I'll, I'll throw yeah so uh i'll be there Hot with uh, will you be there. in the back I, mean, I don't have to do anything because john's gonna oh wow i just heard myself oh, talking right. oh back. god i've had too many to drinks to have drinks <laughs> <laughs> and if you'd like to see pub talk and see where this started right <laughs> i've been editing an audio well a podcast Without listening to the audio, just based on the spikes in the audio levels and the way our mouths are moving. I mean, so it guy, may be absolute trash by the time you publish well, it. Well, I had nah. to cut out. It's a fantastic looking show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, uh, <laughs> check out Pub Talk. It's a fantastic show. Thank it's you. a complete ripoff of the MMA Road Show, but I'm not. It's okay. It's okay. You <laughs> you volunteered enough of your time for the MMA Road Show. Thank you for I, taking. Thank you for letting me. Oh, well, I'm. <laughs> pretty fucking hammered, dude. What the happened there? What happened? Amazing. He can no longer speak English. That's what Pub Talk does to you. <laughs> we'll have this thing covered. Cold coffee, safe travels. I will. I, I will. Uh, I will certainly see you next week for USC 269. That. Uh, I will have the and a half episode. <laughs> 69. <for Pedro. laughs> oh, good Lord. We're definitely wrapping this one up now. <laughs> Thanks for listening.